This is Mike Slater in San Diego filling in for the great Bill O'Reilly. It is Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. You're listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Nearly half of Americans think another civil war is likely within a decade. TV ratings plunge in August. Carjackings in Chicago reach a record high. And a report ranks the most liberal colleges in the country. Also coming up, the message of the day. But first, a report from The Economist magazine finds 40% of Americans believe a civil war is likely within the next 10 years. The poll reveals 65% of all respondents think political violence has increased in the last two years. Six in 10 predict political violence will increase in the next 48 months. The data comes two days after Senator Lindsey Graham warns of riots in the streets should the Department of Justice decide to indict Donald Trump. There's a reason why President Ford pardoned Richard Nixon, but those days are long gone, I suppose. Ratings for cable TV continue to plummet. Viewership dropped another 19% this summer. That's a 32% decline in the last two years. Wow. Broadcast TV also down 40% compared to 2021. Executives blame the downturn on streaming services. 80% of all U.S. households subscribe to platforms like Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Disney+. The number of carjackings in Chicago smashing previous records. Complaints for automobile theft up 600% compared to eight years ago. Chicago's on pace to witness 2,000 carjackings in 2022, blowing past the previous record of 1,800 that was just last year. Despite the dramatic rise, fewer suspects are being charged. Just 6% of carjacking cases in Chicago end with an arrest. 6%. A survey from Forbes magazine ranking the most liberal universities in America. The schools are judged by inclusivity, commitment to climate change, access to progressive courses, and far-left professors. The top five starts with University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, then Yale University, my alma mater, don't judge me, Cornell University, UC Berkeley, and the most liberal college in the country, Stanford. A four-year degree at Stanford costs $300,000. Indoctrination does not come cheap these days. Be very careful sending any of your kids to these schools today. Coming up next, the O'Reilly Update message of the day. We're going to talk about an amazing historian who passed away recently and four of his great lessons on how to read and understand history and therefore understand who we are today. It's coming up next. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home. And they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, Their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. 
Hey, it's Mike Slater filling in for Bill O'Reilly. Now it's time for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. David McCullough passed away the other day. He's one of our great popular historians and just seemed like a good, decent man. He wrote a ton of books. Uh, John Adams, The Wright Brothers, The Brooklyn Bridge. One about the pioneers who settled the West. All excellent books worth reading. But he gave a speech at Hillsdale College in 2005 with four points that are worth remembering and sharing. First one, we look back on history and we say, of course there was a civil war and the North won. Of course we won World War II. Of course, of course, of course it went exactly the way that it did. No. He said one of the truths about history that needs to be portrayed, needs to be made clear, is that nothing ever had to happen the way it happened. History could have gone off in any number of different directions, in any number of different ways, at any point along the way. You never know. Nothing is self-evident. And we think, well, of course George Washington made it across the Delaware River. No, three groups of people tried to cross the Delaware River at the same time. Only Washington's group even made it. None of these things were, of course. Point number two. He says, those who wrote the Declaration of Independence that fateful summer of 1776 were not superhuman by any means. Every single one had his flaws, his failings, his weaknesses. But the fact that they could rise to the occasion as they did, these imperfect human beings, and do what they did is a testimony to their humanity. We are not just known by our failings, by our weaknesses and sins. We are known by being capable of rising to the occasion and exhibiting not just a sense of direction, but strength. I love that. Our founders were not perfect men. They were not. And that makes what they created even more spectacular even more miraculous, that they could rise above their failings and create what we benefit from today. Point number three, you look how ignorant kids are today. They don't know how many states there are, who the first president was. McCullough says, first of all, we have to get across the idea that we have to know who we were if we're going to know who we are and where we're headed. This is essential. We have to value our forebears. And not just in the 18th century, but our own parents and grandparents what they did for us. Because if we don't take it seriously, it will slip away. If you don't care about it, if you've inherited some great work of art that's worth a fortune and you don't know that it's worth a fortune, you don't even know that it's a great work of art and you're not interested in it, you're going to lose it. I fear we could lose this country. Know where you came from. Point number four, there's a line uh, that John Adams wrote in a letter to his wife, Abigail. He said, we can't guarantee success in this war, but we can do something better. We can deserve it. I love that. Think about how different that is from the attitude of today when all that matters is success, being number one, getting ahead, getting to the top, any means necessary. But what Adams is saying here is that how the war turns out is in the hands of God. We can't control that, but we can control how we behave. We can deserve success. Whether we get it or not, I don't know, but we can deserve it. Mm. Four great lessons from a great American historian. Number one, take nothing for granted in the past or in the moment. Number two, you're judged by how you can rise above your weaknesses. Number three, know where you came from. It's the only way you'll know who you are and where you're going. And number four, you can't guarantee success but you can deserve it. Will you get it or not? I don't know, but you can deserve it. That is up to you. Thank you, Mr. McCullough. More coming up.
Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Hey, Mike Slater filling in for Bill O'Reilly. Now it's time for something you might not know. 44% of high school students nationwide said that they felt persistently sad or hopeless. 44%. This is very bad. Why? Well, tons of reasons. But I think one major reason is Charles Darwin and evolution. Evolution is the most widely accepted and least thought about belief that people say they have. (laughs) And it has led to a lot of hopelessness and misery because we're all just here by chance anyway. So who cares? This is all just one not so happy accident from millions of years of chance. There is no God. So what's the point of life anyway? You die and disappear. Who says anything is real or that anything even matters. It's a pretty miserable outlook on life. And it's terrible science too. The, the, his main book is on the origin of species, but he never talks about the origin of species. He talks about how things change over time, but never even approached how the first living species came to be. He also doesn't use the word survival of the fittest or evolution. People put that on him afterwards. Charles Darwin was born into a wealthier family. His dad wanted him to be a doctor. He went to med school, but he watched surgery being performed on a child without anesthesia. And it was traumatizing, so he gave up on that. And on a whim, he was invited to sail on a naval survey ship in 1831. It was supposed to last four months. It lasted five years. The ship's captain chose Darwin because the first choice dropped out, and the captain liked the shape of Charles's nose. (laughs) I'm not kidding. He said his nose betokened depth of character. So Darwin got the job. If he did not get on that boat, then he would have continued to spend the rest of his life studying his great passion earthworms. Charles Darwin was given many awards in his lifetime, none for his thoughts on evolution, but his main book, The Formation of Vegetable Mold Through the Action of Worms, was more popular than Origin of Species in his lifetime. He also spent a lot of his time studying inbreeding because he married his cousin and his kids had some health issues. But anyway, Darwin's ideas were not picked up until the 30s and 40s. What a shame that they were. My point is, I think a lot about how close we were to Darwin being nothing but a worm scientist. If it wasn't for that first choice not showing up and the captain choosing Charles because of his nose and a million other decisions that led to that moment, then Darwin would be a nobody. And if it weren't for millions of other happenstances, you wouldn't be here either. But the fact is, you are here. Not after millions of years of chance. You're here right now. It's not an accident. You're for a reason. Don't waste it. He didn't. More coming up. 
I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. MikeSlater.Locals.com. Thank you, Bill, for letting me fill in. And thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.